Welcome to Illume, where we illuminate what is, what was, where to, and why now. My name is Sankofa Blue, and I'll be guiding you through an experience of my thoughts. It's raw, it's funny, it's art, it's me. And today on Illume, we have a special guest. This is Kiara. Brown Goddess Magic. If you don't know her, now you know her. She is a hypnotherapist and intuitive guide. She does many other things, knows all of the things, and is always pressing forward to learn even more things so that she can give you more things to talk about, to do, and ways to help you in your healing journey. So I want her to introduce herself um, and as, just by answering this question here. Um, so that we're in a theme of what I do with this show and with sensuality and all that. And then we'll get into the topic. So, tell me, what is expression to you? desire of freedom and like creativity and imagination and really really in connection to the sacral chakra and the throat chakra and I think when you utilize both those both those energies and tap into your imagination and you know your worthiness you're able to just express you know who you are and your your authentic self and your desires and so I believe expression is um, anything that you create that comes from like a really deep sense of like love and creativity and and like authentic vision and that can be expressed in many ways like from you know in art forms like drawing and poetry mm-hmm. rapping dancing mm-hmm. You know, or if it's expressing it through just talking and speaking your mind and, you know, um, so expression can be in a lot of ways. Um, but to me, but I, I think it definitely comes from like this deep love, this deep, um, just uh, childlike curiosity, you know, of sharing and expressing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. your your heart and being excited about it like a kid yeah. like hey i got some mom dad friends yeah, <laughs> yeah you know like when little kids are like playing outside and they find a rock and they're so excited about mm-hmm. this rock and they they're like mom look at this rock i got like mm-hmm. they are so excited mm-hmm. and and they're expressing that excitement by showing it like hey like look what i discovered right you know? and you know that brings me to my favorite movie mm-hmm. a bug's life or <laughs> dot <laughs> Um, I don't forgot the main character's name, but anyways, the main aunt <laughs> comes up to Dot or Spot, um, the little aunt, she's a child, and he's like, here's this rock, I want you to imagine that it's a seed, and she's like, but it's a rock, <laughs> and it's uh-huh. so funny, like, they kind of, I actually remember that, yeah, yeah, she's like, but it's a rock, like, it's a rock, but yeah, it's this rock, though, it's <laughs> as a rock. child, yeah, it's this specific rock that called to me, and I want to tell you about it, so listen up. <laughs> and you know, children have a very, um, they, they're very connected to their imagination, they are there, and they, they have a really strong um, ability to create 
images and, and to be like so emotionally connected to those images through mm-hmm. like excitement and curiosity and stuff and it's, and we we lose that you know when we get as an you know at adult ages and you know life and people telling us mm-hmm. what to believe and what to think and stuff we we lose that that connection mm-hmm. you know which is also i believe you know you may uh, resonate with this like why a lot of like artists have a hard time sharing their their work mm-hmm. whatever they're working on because they're wanting to protect their right. visions mm-hmm. protect their their curiosity you know mm-hmm. from those outside forces mm-hmm. you know from the world yeah mm-hmm. and for so many different reasons and um a question that came up to me when you talked about imagination is thinking about in those times where we lose that childlike curiosity, that form of expression. And I was kind of struggling to piece this question together in my head while I was thinking about it. But thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I guess I was thinking about um, someone who's like, I guess, on the other side of the spectrum of suppression and being out of that childlike curiosity, maybe for them, or as a hypnotherapist, do you think that there's also a level of imagination that's still happening but it's them playing more so like replaying the trauma or replaying whatever experiences that's allowing them to keep in their suppression. Yeah, absolutely. We, we all, I mean, we all have minds and our minds have the ability to visualize. Even people who say they struggle with visualizing, you know, images, our mind works in pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell you to, um, if I if I say the word cat to you, you don't see the word cat. You actually see a cat mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, um, think of a blue car, you're gonna automatically think of a blue car because you've seen it before. So real, those are real visions, and you can pull it back. Mm-hmm. So adults have that, but you know, as you get older and grow up to be an adult, um, let me back up a little bit. So mm-hmm. you know, we from uh, from the time you're born until about age like seven you know you're just a sponge your mind is just absorbing so much information um and from your environment your home life your family your friends you know from what people are telling you and all the experiences that you are experiencing yourself and are witnessing Mm -hmm. you're just gathering all that information and and not really judging it or making anything of it yet you're just like oh this is how the world Mm -hmm. and because of those different experiences you kind of categorize them as positive or negative and as you get older once you get to be about eight nine years old you form what's called this critical faculty it's like a filter and that's what filters between like your subconscious mind or all what age did you say about eight or nine okay yeah and so so you start really developing this critical faculty um, ability it's like a filter that and it and it acts as like the filter between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind you know in the subconscious mind like I say you have all those experiences that you've been storing all the information the stimuli that's been coming in uh, message units essentially mm-hmm. that's been coming in and then your con once that critical faculty forms then you your conscious mind is now trying to use logic reasoning your willpower and stuff to kind of decide like mm, I don't know about this I don't know about this now mm-hmm. based off of those experiences that you had that you categorize as positive or negative you already start forming your beliefs about the world mm-hmm. and 
and then and then it, like you already know mm-hmm. what what the world is about or how something is going to go you because really, it's like a level of familiarity yeah it mm-hmm. is a level of familiarity and so and how your body responded at exactly that time, your, your nervous system is already mm-hmm. regulated to or, or or not regulated you know to certain types of experiences and so when something happens or new information comes in you will start consciously wanting to make sense of it instead of using like uh and and even like those that conscious reasoning sometimes it can be tied to what you already know subconsciously Mm -hmm. but um you go through the world wanting to reason and make sense of things at the conscious level and not necessarily using your like imagination and you know your subconscious mind and to like create those pictures and, and things and so you know, as like I said, as an adult, you know, they you tend to not lean on the the imagination because you know you we're told like little small things like stop stop daydreaming, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or you ask a question, you know, when you get older, what if what if the world was like this, or what if mm-hmm. what if the sky really is purple? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, this guy's not purple. That's stupid. Don't think like that, you right. know. And then it just it kind of turns you off from from using your imagination mm-hmm. to think of a different reality, mm-hmm. you know, or a different outcome of something. Yeah. Well, want to expand on that, but let me pause. Okay, so back from my notes here. Um, let me repeat what I was hearing as you were talking for the main gist. So. You were explaining how we, around eight or nine, we developed this something filter. What's mm-hmm. it called? The critical faculty. Criti- oh, wow. Okay. But it filters is what it does. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the critical faculty filters in our memories and experiences that we've had since then that we've kind of put some sort of level of um, importance in our memory bank. Mm-hmm. And so then as we get older, we're experiencing new things and maybe remembering some other things that are a part of our subconscious and conscious level. Yeah. And now we're getting into a state of more so develop, developing the conscious level through that filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that filter kind of enables you to filter out the information that's coming in. Cause like your subconscious mind every second is, is, processing about two billion bits of information but on the conscious level your conscious mind can only process about 127 bits so that means that at some level like there's things that are just getting past the filter Mm -hmm. but that's what happens like when you get overloaded with so much information um your conscious mind is like "Mm, no i don't want to believe this no this doesn't make sense this is stupid no that doesn't apply to me you know, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. And it'll just start bouncing off stuff that it doesn't want to take in. But after a while, it'll start taking in. And social media and, like, how information is given to us and shown to us repeatedly is a really great example. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you think of um, even, like, a song. Let's think of, like, a song that, like, you first heard it, but you're like, I hate this song. Mm-hmm. But then you get on social media, like, every TikTok and Reel and people are posting that same song you're hearing it all the time and next thing you know you're singing it it's mm-hmm. actually stuck in your head now oh, it's wow. like the background music <laughs> of your subconscious right. mind mm-hmm. you know that's because it kept you kept getting overloaded so much with it to where like you stopped the the 
the dispute. You mm-hmm. know, you stop trying to delete it and generalize it. You wow. just start taking it in. Right. And that's how, like, that's how they desensitize you to different things, you know, and how an idea or a concept or belief can become part of a, your set of belief system because at some point you're going to stop. You know, if it keeps getting overloaded to you, you're going to stop, you know, you know, trying to delete it out of your mind. It'll become a part mm-hmm. of you. So what what happens or what does the mind do when it when it wants to interrupt? So with that same example, like how would our minds interrupt that thought of like, OK, well, I've heard this so many times that it's kind of just like a background noise. I'm not really phased by it. But like what what interrupts the mind for it to care again, to be like. To, for any type of care, however that care goes, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, to, to care about like the song and mm-hmm. to start taking it in. Again, yeah. If you don't necessarily have any real um, negative experiences around whatever the song is, like if you don't have like an emotional, a real negative emotional association to the song, you will eventually take it in. If the song is something that's not triggering to you, but you simply just don't, like it or you Mm. don't like the beat you know you don't have any memories tied to it then eventually like if you hear it enough you'll start listening to it but if you think of something that you absolutely hate you know um maybe it's like a rock song you know if we want to keep with the song the 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 theme it's a rock song and they're just like (laughs) you know the banging the head and crashing Mm -hmm. the metal like you might actually have an emotional response to like that's like some demon music. Mm. You know, they are screaming at me, it's loud, I don't know what they're saying, mm-hmm. like I literally hate it, never liked it. Right. You know, so if you're hearing that song somewhere, you will literally your mind will literally instantly get triggered and be like, No, like <laughs> get it out of there and, and your mind will will start to perform like the your nervous system will perform like the defense mechanism it needs to like protect you from aggravation mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, that's so cool because I actually while you when you use the metal example and made in in conjunction with my question, it made me think of where um, when I was working at this place. At the end, we would clean up and people would like change the music because you know customers aren't in there and they'd be playing it loud. Now, typically, like, Drake was playing or Pop Smoke or something. I don't know. But at one point, this other guy was playing, like, some metal Metallica type of music with the screaming and stuff. And in the past, I mean, I've never listened to it to because I don't like it. Um, it's just really loud. And there's no point to it for me. It, yeah. just, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't appeal to me. But at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be forced to listen to it right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Or rather, like, I'm not upset about it or triggered. Mm-hmm. So, like, let me listen because this one actually has a pretty cool beat. And then at some point, it just went wild. But either way, I just thought it was cool that or interesting that I'm like, okay, just because I simply don't like the, the music typically... Or um, in the past, like, I've listened to shit that just was too much. This one was actually like, okay, well, here's a little message. Here's something that can change. Yeah. And I think that comes with just the expression, too, like, seeing how, um, I guess, we're starting to agree with things more Mm -hmm. or decide to reject things. Like, you know, just when we receive something new from, like, that same genre of whatever that thing is. Like, okay, well, actually, I do like it. Like, okay, like, with foods, 
it's like okay i i hated carrots and then now it, it was cooked in a different way <laughs> with the honey glaze situation yeah. and now i'm like okay carrots i can do you we could we could have fun that's and that's so, a yeah. beautiful example talking about carrots so like do you remember why you hated carrots um, it was really the taste, honestly. I just, mm-hmm. I think they're just bitter or something, or I think maybe just the way my mom or dad prepared them, it just wasn't enough flavor for me. Yeah. And sometimes carrots are also sweeter at certain times, too, so maybe just all the times I just had it was, like, kind of like... Yeah. Mm. So did you feel like your mom forced you to eat them? Um, possibly. Yeah. Not in, like, a forced, forced way. Forced, but, but like, like, in a mom, like, eat your, eat your dinner. Yeah. Way. Okay. That, yeah. And then maybe they didn't have a good, good taste. So if you think about that, like that's a experience. And mm-hmm. so it's a, and it's like carrots. Like I don't, you make the decision. Like I don't like carrots. I don't like the taste. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom used to make me eat these. Mm-hmm. I'm never eating them again. Right. You know, this is like, that's like a, a memory, you know, and an emotion tied to that memory. So now you have put the carrots in the negative experience bucket right and so then you go through as an adult and you're like i don't like carrots they're they're nasty they don't taste good i'm never eating it again until one day someone presented the carrots to you right cooked in a different way and 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 at first glance you probably were thinking like i do not like them carrots like the carrots in that because your your subconscious mind is remembering unconsciously like no, like mm-hmm. the program is like, no, we don't like carrots, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe your olfactory senses, you start smelling it, maybe even noticing the, a different smell, mm-hmm. some sweetness, mm-hmm. picking up some, some different spices right. and and then you be right from <laughs> rosemary or something, you know, that critical faculty is using logic and reason now. Like, Hmm, do I, these carrots are actually smelling a little good. They actually right. smell different from what I remember as a mm-hmm. child. Do I really not like them? Or was it just because the way they were prepared, that my mom prepared? But mm-hmm. these are not prepared the same way. Right. And so you try them, and they taste good. And it shifts your whole view about carrots. And now that old story that you had about the carrots and the old memory you had about carrots is replaced with a new one mm-hmm. because you had carrots prepared in a different way. So now when you think about carrots, you don't have to think about that old memory. Right. Because you made a different decision. Right. Consciously, that now gave your subconscious mind a different program to run off of. Gotcha. Yes. Yes, these are things. Mm-hmm. The olfactory system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O L. F A C T O R Y, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a cool word. Yes. Um, okay, so that brings me here. Thinking about what was I thinking about? Um let's see, I went all over there doing a spelling bee and <laughs> with the old memories, what I'm thinking is is that these old memories can put us in a state of choosing different, simply seeing things differently and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not allowing us to visit a new perspective and to have experiences where things aren't like the same expectation. Mm-hmm. And so that brings me into what I wanted to talk about for today is self-sabotage, how the old memories may cloud our thoughts, cloud our um our view of how we see ourselves you know our our view of our worthiness and what we can um 
make available to ourselves as we move forward in life with whatever that is. So mm-hmm. what are you what are your thoughts on self-sabotage and in general how that correlates with hypnotherapy? Yeah, thank you for asking me that question. So, yeah, self-sabotage and like you said, we're talking about how the mind works. So self-sabotage is a is a behavior pattern. And behavior patterns are influenced and are expressed are expressions of like your belief system. So if you think about those beliefs and as we talked about like having those early life experiences that creates these memories and where emotions are tied to, those memories and those emotions that are tied to those memories begin to inform your thoughts and your thoughts influences your emotions and your in your behaviors mm-hmm. and then thus your actions or lack thereof mm-hmm. and so when someone has a pattern of self-sabotaging that and there there's some negative feeling um emotions you know tied to some memory around and it could be a number of things but just to give an example um Let's think of like procrastination. Procrastination is a form of self sabotage. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're like, I'm always sabotaging myself because I procrastinate. And if I ask you, okay, why do you procrastinate? I don't know. Like, my, you know, I want things to be perfect. Okay. Perfectionism is mm-hmm. a big one. So, why do you want things to be perfect? You know, and a lot of times people may not consciously be aware of, but perfectionism can be also rooted in feeling inadequate like you want things to be perfect Mm -hmm. because if it's not perfect then that means that like you are inadequate or you're you feel incompetent or Mm -hmm. you think people are going to judge you and so so where did that come from you know maybe in your childhood or you have some memory associated to you trying to accomplish a task and maybe you didn't get the response that you wanted for it you know and it could be something as simple as you um, being in the first grade and you were drawing some pictures Mm -hmm. and maybe one of your classmates was like, oh my God, that doesn't look like a dog. Are you trying to draw a dog? And they were like, that doesn't look, that looks nothing like a dog. You can't draw. And all the kids are like, and he tells all the other kids and they start laughing at you like, hi, she can't draw. Like, and now you feel like shame and embarrassment you don't want to show your work because mm-hmm. and and you have that emo, that negative emotion tied to that one moment in your first grade art class, right? Mm-hmm. And then you grow up being an adult, wanting things to be perfect because you don't want to leave any opportunity for someone to judge you, for right. somebody to tell you that it's not good enough, you know. And and you're seeking the validation, mm-hmm. you know, and and you believe that in order to get that validation, it has to fall in the lines of perfection you know of like this has to look this way in order for people to accept me in Mm -hmm. order for me to not feel that shame and you know also in your subconscious mind you have this area of your mind called your primitive brain that's where your fight or flight response is you know where your your uh uh parasympathetic nervous system is wanting to protect you mm-hmm. from that shame and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So when you get that opportunity where now you have to present something to the world, whether it's art, uh, a speech, mm-hmm. you know, anything, yourself, right. you know, and, and you're just like, 
I'm not perfect yet. It's not ready. Mm. You know, you're trying to make it perfect. And, and then and what, what that causes is just a pattern of, you know, sabotaging yourself in whatever it is and, and, in, and in other areas of your life because now you believe that things have to be perfect for you to, to be accepted or to be loved or to be, you know, receive the reward, mm-hmm. you know. And so once you are and in that, in that uh, plight of trying to be perfect, you don't meet the deadlines you need to make. You make excuses for mm-hmm. why it's not ready yet or I can't show anyone or I'm still working on right. this and so and then it's just like a pattern of like sabotaging yourself you get some opportunities come to you like a job or you know or you make, make a connection with someone that's going to require you to show up and show out and you're mm-hmm. like ah, I don't know like, I don't know there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready I'm not qualified like you know and, and you sabotage yourself mm-hmm. because you're not perfect but it all ties back to that one time mm-hmm. Someone was like, your what you presented or what you created was a piece of shit. That's trash. You know? <laughs> and then you go it's through life trash. thinking that not only things that you create is a piece of shit, but you are. Because mm-hmm. you internalize that shame mm-hmm. and it hurt as you. Like, I'm not good enough. Right. And I need people to tell me that it's good. But in order for people to tell me that it's good, I have to make sure it's perfect. But... There's no such thing as perfect. Oh, my gosh. And that's a thief of joy because whatever those activities may be, if it's in your work, if it was painting the picture Mm -hmm. or saying what you said, if someone disrupts that and disrespects you and gets all up in your bubble, then now you're like, shit, well, I used to actually really enjoy that thing that I was doing. And then now I'm all worried about other people saying what they're saying and what they're doing when I do this. Right. Now you can't even do things do the creation or whatever you're you're doing from a place of joy like you said you're doing it from a place of trying to get that extrinsic joy mm-hmm. and motivation instead of intrinsically because creation is an intrinsic mm-hmm. process it comes from like you said from expression from your right. heart your own authentic creations you know mm-hmm. the visions that you see but if you start believing that your visions are not good enough and and wanting it to fit the mold of someone else's visions, mm-hmm. there's no way that joy can operate in that space. All right. Because now you're you now you're operating in the play, a space of fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing off all your chakras. Because <laughs> now you're like, no one is going to support my visions and my right. creative. I'm not a creative person until someone tells me I can't put it out here mm-hmm. because you know. You know, I don't know if if I'm good enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's shaming yourself and not Mm -hmm. having compassion and grace for being okay with where you are. You don't want to express it, you Mm -hmm. know, and your vision is clouded, you know, and and, and you're disconnected from yourself. Yeah, I like that. Your your chakras are all fucked up. You're disconnected from yourself. And in turn, what you produce, because you may be doing it to, like, prove somebody, you just were simply doing it. You were creating out of the energy that wasn't going to produce your best work, produce what your highest self would have wanted or what you were really truly capable of. And so now you produce something that actually could have had a greater impact, could have had a, um, you know, whatever your goals were for it to to meet or succeed or lack thereof, like it would have exceeded your expectations if you were in the operating in a more aligned, um, in a more aligned way so that you could create from that space yeah and and what happens is is when you continue on that path of of this low vibration 
energy, thought process, and behaviors, your that is going to be expressed in your body mm-hmm. as disease. Mm-hmm. You know, disease mm-hmm. operating on that on that energy that's not true to your own energetic makeup. You know, and trying to fit the mold of what's outside of you when you're you're a unique unique person. When you get outside of that, your own natural aura, your own natural energetic makeup, you create the disease in your body because, like I said, your your nervous system and the way that it regulates itself, it wants to protect you from feeling shame and embarrassment and, and all of that. And your brain cannot tell the difference between, you know, the fear of shame and the fear of a bear chasing you. Right. It feels the same, mm-hmm. but but the effects on your body is the same. Your body is going to be flooded with that uh, the stress hormone cortisol. You know, you know your adrenals are going to be overworked. You know, you're going to be constantly in a state of anxiety. You know, of always of seeking validation and trying mm-hmm. to and trying to fill those validation voids, and so yeah, and and like and and when that stress hormone hormone is flooding your system it, sh- it shuts your organs down and that's when you start to see people start having heart issues mm-hmm. you know they start developing can- different types of cancers and stuff depending on where they're storing that that stress in their body you mm-hmm. know because now homeostasis is off mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. body so your thoughts when people say you know thoughts pr- produce things you know thoughts have a vibrational frequency yeah it is because your thoughts are influencing your emotions your emotions are energy in motion mm-hmm. and and that energy is 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 playing into a whole biochemical system mm-hmm. in your brain and for your for, of your nervous system being regulated and if your nervous system is not regulated your your body will shut down right right and so, does that play into, could that play into age as well as far as, like, being in a space where you know how to regulate your emotions? Like, is that something that comes with age, you feel like, or something that can be kind of... Um, it can be taught at any age. Like, a, a young child can learn how to regulate their emotions. Like, if you start them early, teaching mm-hmm. them the tools, they can, you can start teaching kids, like, how to meditate, how to do breath work, you know how to bring their emotions emotions back to a normal state when they're feeling triggered or annoyed or frustrated, you know, or an adult who's gone through, you know, 50, 60 years of their life and they have never knew how to regulate it, but they start meditating, they start breath work, they start yoga, you know. So age is not a, a, a number in this sense, but it's it's the intention and the action and the, the routine, mm-hmm. you know, and the repetition and the application right. of it, you know, that will help you, you know, get create the new program for yourself to begin and, and the embodiment too mm-hmm. of regulating your emotions. Yes, yes. I love that you said embodiment because I was gonna ask you and all the other things that you mentioned as far as like meditation and breath work as well uh-huh. too. Because um, I was gonna ask about like rituals and practices that you feel are supportive to. Um, learning to regulate your emotions mm-hmm. and to get into, I guess, also to reprogram your thoughts and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are some other ones that you, yeah, that you would suggest, or, think, or further into those? Yeah, I think meditation is good. Um, and 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 meditation without the expectation to 
be in meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people have a a view that like when they meditate, they have to be sitting on the floor, cross legged, you know, and they can't have any thoughts in their mind, and that's taking them out of the present moment because they're trying to control. Mm-hmm. But you can make anything in meditation. You can make you can be walking because right. you just all that is is just being in it like a focused, relaxed, you know, con- like concentrative state, mm-hmm. similar to hypnotherapy. You know, so you can make walking and meditation. You can be showering and meditation. You washing your dishes. Right. Anytime you're just not thinking about all the other things, you mm-hmm. know. Also think like writing affirmations are good too. Um, and I talk about like how it's important when you are getting into a mode of writing affirmations that um, you are writing them in a in a way to help you shift your belief because a lot of people will repeat affirmations but are not addressing the underlying beliefs mm. tied to it you know and like for, I, I like to use the money example because that's a big one people are using affirmations like I'm a money magnet mm-hmm. you know but if you don't really believe you're a money magnet and you really believe that money is like burns through your hands you never have enough that affirmation is not going to stick mm-hmm. but if you write your affirmation in a way of like I am willing and open to seeing all the ways that money can flow to me. That's a different mm. affirmation. It's so specific. And it's very specific. And broad at the same time. Yeah, it's broad and it's specific because now you're taking the conditions off of it. And mm-hmm. then and then you're letting your mind say, like, I'm open to seeing it in the money and opportunities flow to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And by the and by the suggestion that you made to yourself of like being open to see it flow to you in different ways, is subconsciously allowing you to experience being a magnet for mm-hmm. it without actually saying I'm a magnet. Because mm-hmm. if you have it coming and flowing to you in different ways and you're able to see it and notice it, you are a magnet. I was so. just about to say, um, I think that's good with the coming back to the imagination how it's mm-hmm. important to have that imaginative imaginative play with that and when you first brought up the money magnet and you're saying like going through the underlying beliefs like do you even what does a money mu- money magnet look like to you anyway exactly you don't what even know like? what a money magnet is some people may actually just be picturing a magnet right where's like, the what money type, what type of magnet a refrigerator magnet right. or like the ones we see you know we see so used to see on cartoons do you even know what a magnet looks like you know so it's it's not specific enough, mm-hmm. and there's no there's nothing there for your for your subconscious mind, your feeling mind to hold on to right there. You know you're not associated to that. You know you have to create an associated mm-hmm. emotional connection to yes. the words that you're speaking to yourself. Yeah. So by if you say I am open to seeing and and allowing all the ways the money can flow to me, you know. That you create a visualization now of like, okay, because now it can come to me from this way and this way and this way and staying open and receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really good practice. And, and saying it over and over because your mind needs repetition. Like right. I said, remember you have that critical faculty that's trying to dispute things. Mm-hmm. So even initially, it might be hard for your mind to take that. Like, um... What do you mean all the ways? What ways? Mm-hmm. But if you just continue to say it and, and allow that critical faculty to, to break down and start taking it in, then eventually you won't be trying to reason or make a logical 
analysis of how the money will come to you, you would just say, I'm open mm-hmm. and I'm willing to see the ways and, and, and it'll become a part of a belief system of you. Like money really just going to come to me any which way. And I have my hands out and open and I'm, and I'm ready to receive it. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I know the, how money flows. It's a magnet. You know, she it's in cycles like energy, mm-hmm. likes like energy. And as long as I'm just, if I create a safe space for her to come, mm-hmm. I like safe spaces. I want the money right. to feel safe I like too. Safe spaces. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to you have to shift your energy and then re- and set and and do it in repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, so that your subconscious mind can start taking it in. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I like also the walking meditation. My mind kind of went into. Um, and also, so the mind, uh, what am I saying? The meditation being like a walking meditation mm-hmm. and, um, with keeping the associative factor in this with like reprogramming our mind, I was thinking of an example of where we're walking at and also, um, how that space makes us feel. So for mm-hmm. instance, if I'm, if I'm trying to reprogram my mind, if I'm trying to get into a new space or whatever, just simply, if I'm trying to reprogram my mind and I'm using meditation as a source and I'm mm-hmm. using specifically walking meditation. Yeah. Um, because I'm just watching this now, Raising Canaan, just thinking about being like in New York. If someone was to use that practice in New York and take walks in New York, in most of the spaces, it's pretty depressing if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of the natives say the same thing. Yeah. While New York has its charm and its culture and all the things, like the streets are pretty gray and brown Mm -hmm. you know so if someone's walking out there and they're trying to reprogram their mind in that space i don't see how that would be really helpful because for one you're going to associate with also what's happening yeah in that hood especially if you're in the hood and you're trying to escape that or you're trying to move through your feelings that come with even being there versus okay let me go walk in nature let me go to a park let me go to where there's more color where there's different things that i'm not completely familiar with but also to where I don't feel like I'm going to be on edge being in that space too. Right. So finding this, this balance of association and something new that still feels comfortable yeah. and safe for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a really great point. Um, because it's important when you are utilizing a walking meditation to, as a form of helping you to rewire your subconscious beliefs. You know, it's important for you to do this in an environment that's inspiring to you, mm-hmm. an environment that actually makes you feel inspired, you know, in spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to feel a connection. So, like, for me, so absolutely right. Like, if you're in New York and it's grimy and it's hood, that's not the best place. But where are you going to feel inspired? Maybe you need to go to the other part of New York, you know, mm-hmm. go to, like, the nice neighborhood and i'm not familiar with new york but maybe you should go to the park or maybe you should go, go to the museum go to the museum mm-hmm. go or go into like the i don't know i know on gossip girl they say the upper west side i don't know okay. the upper west side go go over there and walk around because at this even though that's not your neighborhood mm-hmm. it's still your city mm-hmm. you know so if you bring yourself back into that awareness like wow like I'm walking down this street in this beautiful home and I I might not live on this on this street but I live here in this city mm-hmm. like this is still part of my environment and me walking through here is still a part of my reality cuz I have the ability if I have the ability to walk 
or down this street, I have the ability to walk through one of these doors. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a part of my reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can and you can take in all the sights and start creating that emotional connection for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 allow yourself to dissociate from the old story and what you're used to of like the hood or the the the, the undesirable part you know, parts of New York, wherever that you live in, you mm-hmm. know, go somewhere else and allow yourself to be inspired so that you can begin to start create those visualizations. Right. Because that's what I do. You know, when I, I do a walking meditation every morning when I walk my dog, mm-hmm. you know, I leave my phone in the house because I have my dream dog. You know, I live, I love my street that I live on. You know, I love my house that I live in. I'm in the, I'm in like the area of town that I've always wanted to live in. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I'm so inspired. Even, even if like it may not be perfect. You know, yes, there's police. I live around the corner from the police station still. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot, and there's still you know crackheads it's around the corner because right. it's downtown. Mm-hmm. But my street that I'm on mm-hmm. is it's like a park like setting to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm able to look at the trees and like. You know, look at my dog. Like, wow. Like, I remember wanting this dog. I remember having pictures of this dog five years ago. You know, I'm feeling... I'm feeling grounded. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling supported. Mm-hmm. Like, th- these were things that's in my mind. And here I am walking down this street. You know, yes. this is my street, you know? So, yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. I shaded that and snaps and things. All yes. of that. All of that. That's um the beauty of... Um embodiment and yeah. manifestation and seeing yeah. things through yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and you know i also was thinking with that same example and i guess my suggestion would be more so as like sometimes we get caught up in fear or different blockages of things coming at us when we're trying to like make that change and mm-hmm. still reprogram and with using the whole ny versus nature whatever walk um, I was also thinking of like, you know, some people may feel like they're a traitor, you know, like, okay, even, or just even in general, like the hood, like moving out the hood type of thing. Like, okay, if I'm trying to move out the hood, cause I don't want to be here because of X, Y, Z reasons. And I go take walks in the suburbs or wherever it is that I actually want to live. Then I'm, I'm not abandoning anybody I'm doing for one, I'm doing what's best for me. And I'm still going to be, I'm still going to have stories and lessons that I take from this place that's going to further me into the place that I want to go, you know, and not allowing people that are still in this same very gray subconscious level and conscious level or like identity. Don't let them like steer you out of that, of what your wants and desires are. Yeah. Um, Cause it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. And I don't know why it's in my head to share this or, or say this specifically, but um, I remember this uh, beautiful woman, Sayadana, she was talking during this uh, full moon meditation. And in her meditation, she mentioned that we are the crystals. And so um, in this in this same New York versus nature thing, again, I was thinking about like if someone was wanting to keep a piece of them, keep a piece of their NY self and in that, that neighborhood of like the grays and the browns and stuff like that, you could wear them colors and go to the damn park or go somewhere else where there, where there is color. So that could be your level of comfort too. There's different ways you can be creative with reprogramming your yeah. mind and the tools that come with it so that it yeah. doesn't, again, the association level, you know, like finding mm-hmm. different ways to plug yourself in and keep your newness, right. but decide that you want to become your highest selfness. <laughs> that yeah, makes any sense. So, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, if you decide that you want better for yourself, 
and you want a different experience, you're not abandoning your people. You're not abandoning your culture. Yeah. You know, your hood, your neighborhood, your family. You know, you, you, you're just wanting to create a new experience, and that's your divine right yeah. to do that. But a lot of think a lot of people who have that mentality, and it's a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have that mentality, struggle with abandonment issues, and you know, and even maybe even like an anxious attachment. You know, because mm. because maybe they've been abandoned, they don't want to abandon other people. You know, and and they're attached to that that familiarity of what's and what's comfortable to them, even if it's even if it's an, an uncomfortable situation. The familiarity breeds comfort and content. Yeah, and so and anything outside of that is is new and it's scary because it's like what what's my life outside of this? They can't visualize it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if but if they if you have the ability to surround yourself around some new people new experiences new environment you can start to create new pictures for yourself like oh okay people there's a lot of people who live a lot more different than i do Mm -hmm. and if these people are living like this it is a reality that i can live like this too and i can have these things and that takes it doesn't happen overnight especially if you're used to like really grim situations Mm -hmm. you know but it's going to take some strong belief and desire mm-hmm. 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 and clarity on and what clarity. Is, on what you want to what you want to see so that can be a part of the imagination game yeah the, the, really the imagination works. like you know the and the beautiful thing about social media is, is is that even if it's fake we can now see on social media how a lot of people live mm-hmm. you know it may have been different times before the internet and stuff where people literally had to the visionaries literally were using their right. own imagination, but we literally have images and pictures that we're looking at all mm-hmm. the time of how other people live. And and if not anything, those pictures and images are just examples, right. you know, of what's possible mm-hmm. for you. You know, if you're able to see someone else, especially if you know their story, right. if they came from a similar background as you mm-hmm. and they're in a situation that looks like it would be something that you want to experience you know it's possible for you right right and you can allow those pictures to help create the image for you that's why vision boards are so great mm-hmm. you know start piecing together these these abstract pictures so to, to create your own vision and story of how you how you want to see the world and the more you start to allow yourself to see it mm-hmm. overload repetition right you'll you'll your subconscious mind will take it in it's like oh this is possible mm-hmm. you know and eventually them old stories of what wasn't possible will start to fall away because now you'll start it'll be influencing your actions mm-hmm. you know once you change your beliefs that's what inspired action is about you know right. those inspiration you know that is inspirational visions that you get you know that are that you have an emotional connection to you know to in those belief systems creating these new actions that are Mm -hmm. creating these new behavior patterns and that's going to create new results all right all right and things start to happen so much more quickly mm-hmm. when we when we make that choice to be like, I don't want to think like that no more. Or I don't want to have this same response anymore. So then you seek out healing and then you seek out this and then this comes to you and then that comes to you. Yeah. No, you can think that's what the whole concept of like quantum leaps and mm-hmm. stuff like you'd be surprised how like one decision that you're not trying to make it, how it's blocking like these a whole right. line of other 
possibilities and realities just because this one thing this one thing is not aligned mm-hmm. with this these other lists of things but once you move this out of the way you create the space and right. so and all of a sudden the floodgates open because now you're more aligned mm-hmm. energetically to this to what you are desiring because you've moved that out the way mm-hmm. and yeah and stuff is just gonna start flowing that's why you know people can you know you can make a you can change your life so fast. You can change your life in thirty days if you want to. You can change your life in a whole year. Like you can be homeless this year and be a millionaire next mm-hmm. year. You know that's a real reality and possibility. You know, but it's all about aligning your thoughts, emotions, visions, and behaviors and actions. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Have you seen the Adjustment Bureau? I have seen that, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. When you were talking about this has a whole different like little plan of action yeah. with this one choice. I love that movie. It's such a I love Yeah, that. it's and that's how and that's how I look at choices. Any choice any mm-hmm. choice you make is going to change. Yeah, it has its own set of of, you know, it consequences, mm-hmm. cause and effect. We live right. in a cause and effect world. And so one decision, good or bad, is going to change the trajectory of your life because on the other side of those decisions is a list of a whole lot of other decisions. And we're making decisions every single day. Right. Like, moment to moment, mm-hmm. we're making decisions. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yes. Well, I wanted to say something about the vision. Um, or when we were talking about imagining it. Oh, yeah. So, the social media, thinking about... How, how accessible it is for us to play with our imaginative our imaginations to create the life that we want mm-hmm. and even thinking about like okay if you know somebody you know y'all have some sort of relationship or history and they're living what it is that you desire like you have that familiarity but also knowing that you don't have to because even for myself I do this too it's like it's just kind of the whole create your own lane create mm-hmm. your own thing like you don't have to have a model you know that's already done it for you to do it like be the be the first so you think you would be the first anyway because it could be somebody else with the same exact idea across the world but either way create your own vision learn how to create your own vision Mm -hmm. also don't get stuck on that specific vision living through somebody else like you can only live vicariously for so long Mm -hmm. (laughs) until again you're you are robbed of your joy because you're you're not there anymore yeah so picking up on what is it that I'm still holding myself back from that's not getting me to where I need to be or seeing myself get closer to that because it's a mm-hmm. difference of, you know, it's just going to happen when it's happened. It's going to have its own timeline. I'm not rushing it and not seeing yourself get closer at all. Like, yeah, what's what's happening here? So it's important to check in with our our vision and see if you want to make corrections on your shit, too. Like, yeah, whatever you need to do, do that. And I think it's, um, and like you said, um, if you like know someone who's kind of living the life you want to live, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are um, doing the things you want to do, or learning the things you want to do, or who have, or who are, or who are doing better than you. Like mm-hmm. you want to, you you don't want to be the smartest friend in your group. You don't want to be the the most successful one in your group either mm-hmm. because it's going to stunt your growth because mm-hmm. you're you are you are the combination of everyone that you hang around and like they say you know you hang around five millionaires you're going to be the sixth one it's correct because the conversations are going to be different the thought process is going to be different Mm -hmm. if you are you know if you have if you meet five millionaires right now 
and you become really close friends with them, you spend all your time with them and you have no money, you will be a millionaire probably faster than them hmm. because because they're just in their conversation, the way that they think, mm-hmm. the way that they see the world, their behaviors, their routines, mm-hmm. you're going to pick up on that because we tend to model people. That's right. what we do as humans. We model people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, it's one thing to live vicariously, but we do model the people that we're around. So you'll begin to model their their thought process, the way that they speak, the words that they use, mm-hmm. their behaviors, you know, their routines. You know, you may end up waking up early if they wake up early, reading right. books, you know. Cause now, because now you are completely shifting your mind around it. And even if you guys are not in the same industry, you you've created those patterns and the behaviors and the belief systems to create your own lane. You know, that's why you see all these millionaires are friends with each other because iron sharp as iron. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them are not even doing the same thing, you know, but they're all hella successful, you Mm know. Same thing as if you are not hanging with millionaires. You're hanging around everyone, no one has any money. You're all broke. Y'all all all gonna stay broke because you're gonna, all you're talking about is not having no money. Mm Mm-hmm. But there is no solutions mm-hmm. being given. There's no inspired action. Right. It's just kind of like wallowing in your in your despair. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that. why they say poverty is a mindset. You know, people in the hood, generations are in the hood, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a set of beliefs about the amount of resources that are available to them, you know, what right. the type of life that's allotted to, to certain people and what they can have. And so you got to break away from... The people that, you know, you feel like that are not adding to you, you right. know, and, 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 and seek out people who are doing more and mm-hmm. doing better than you and who are smarter than you, who can teach you some things so that you can grow mm-hmm. and learn new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say this quote um, from, you know, Preachatory, mm-hmm. Preachatory Washington. So, um... She was talking about success and, you know, imagining success and just what we've been talking about as well as far as, you know, how do you want that to look if you are, if you have your eyes on this prize or this goal or this win, whatever, like, what is that person that gets there? What do they look like? What do they do? What's the routines? All those things. So we were talking about that in the mentorship of, you know, getting in that space. And so one example that she used was, um... The coaching program she's a part of or whoever her mentor is was saying like okay hey we're scheduling out the week are you okay with 7 a.m or on her time it was like gonna be 9 a.m but for tori's time it was gonna be 7 a.m and so she expresses how she's you know more of someone who's a late riser and enjoys her sleep and things and so she was like you know i'm fine with that i'm fine with 7 a.m because it's been working this far i'm imagining myself as a, as a uh what does she call it so something like a multi-billionaire or something like that um who gets up with ease at 6 a.m has her coffee and then gets on her coaching call at 7 a.m and it's not like a battle you know and so holding that vision and getting into a practice of rising earlier or doing you know little small small tasks that'll get you into a rhythm and a routine and a level of comfort in your newness is important when we're thinking about reaching our goal seeing things a little bit differently yeah and so um something that she says later is edge yourself on to this new evolution like just just these gentle nudges to get you there to get Mm -hmm. you there and then she says you can't lie in the sameness Mm -hmm. 
You can't. You, or is it live? Well, live. Either one. Mm-hmm. Can't lay there. You can't live there. Okay. Live because there. the sameness ain't going to get you nowhere. It's keeping you sane. <laughs> you're, you're sane. You're played out. Yeah. That's just like the book, com- the compound effect. You know, mm-hmm. those little small actions you take every day compound to the big mm-hmm. thing. So it's like we want to. And, and I think women have this. We do this a lot. You know, we see the end result and mm-hmm. we just want to go from there and right. jump over there. But it's like all the little in-between stuff yeah. there. We get so overwhelmed with like, how am I going to get from there to there? You mm-hmm. already, you just want to be that person. Right. But we miss the, the in-between things. The masculine like energy. The, that masculine energy, that structure, the, the routine, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have that balance, you know, of creating a structure, creating a routine, mm-hmm. you know, um, being disciplined. Mm-hmm. And in those little disciplines, those little actions that you take every day will f- will build that muscle, the, the vision muscle, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can, and you'll keep building on it. The more you do it, the more you do it, the more you implement new routines and stuff to where it becomes second nature. It just becomes who you are when your alarm goes off at six a.m. or five a.m. or so. Whenever, whatever time your higher self needs to wake up. To Three a.m. Yeah, like <laughs> you'll just wake up because it's a part of who you are, you know. And then you'll go to sleep early because you're high. There's this this person needs sleep. Mm-hmm. You'll eat better. You right. go, you're going to work out. You're gonna do your work. You're gonna put your phone on. Do not disturb when you're working, and or put your phone in the other room so you don't scroll on social media. You're gonna have these. These yeah. disciplines and they're gonna compound mm-hmm. into the big skyrocket. Yeah. Yes. Right. I was laughing earlier because I thought of that. I was like, let me not. <laughs> I know. It's so hard to not see it. I was gonna bring me to, uh, or just thinking about the relationships that we that we keep, the company that we keep, and just how this this topic came to be about or came into fruition, whatever. Um, the the video that we saw on Instagram with the guy who dropped his girlfriend off to the gym and um, he decides to prank her by doing this prank call in the car. Like, she's walking up, you know. It's about, I don't know how, what the distance is from the car to the door, but close enough. And as, while she's about to open the door, he's like, I'm going to call her in, on accident, thinking that I'm calling my side side girl or whatever. I'm like, hey, I'm coming over. So he does that. And then she, like, turns around <laughs> after, I guess, he got off the phone. And um, what fucking happened? Oh, yeah, so she came back to the door like, no, come into the gym. Come into the gym. Trying to, like, play off what she just heard. Oh, it was a text, yeah. Yes, play, text, off what yeah, she, yeah. play off what she had just read. To get him to not go over there. And this girl is butthurt, you know, trying to find a way to not say, you know, not confront the situation right on and mm-hmm. save her relationship. And here he is playing a fucking joke. So what I came to the conclusion was this is self-sabotage. So what it you got to say? What you got to say? I do. That is self-sabotage. And that, in that particular situation, it correlates to like people's um attach attachment styles mm-hmm. like she probably has like an anxious attachment style and and I've seen a lot with like my clients mm-hmm. too like and even in my own life like mm-hmm. of begging men to not leave me and you know having this competitive you know 
spirit of like, no, like choose me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and and and, and that and, and that comes from like your childhood of like you know experiencing abandonment or mm-hmm. maybe your dad wasn't around and not having like self love for yourself, not having examples of like mm-hmm. how relationships are supposed to go, mm-hmm. and literally wanting to um, prove your worthiness yeah. to somebody and not being able to like fully head on express yourself mm-hmm. like and put your foot down and or cut somebody off who playing with you mm-hmm. you know because when I saw that video it definitely made me think like wow like she literally doesn't love herself because if he knew and, and if he knew and respected her he would never even play with her like that because she would be like putting her foot down right. being ready to like you know, smack him beside his head for mm-hmm. playing with her like that, but he knows he can play with her like that. He knows that she's like right. needy mm-hmm. and that she's clingy and and that she's not going anywhere. I was about to say she's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> and and she and so much so she saw that text message and she was begging him to come in the gym because she didn't want him to potentially go over to this girl's house. Like, it's really sad. And a lot of women are like that, like begging men to stay with them and trying to prove your love and prove your worthiness. But it's it a lot of times it, it goes back to like childhood experiences of how how you experience relationships with your father, you know, how you witness your mom in relationships, mm-hmm. the stuff that she accepted. You know, you take if you saw your parents um, if your dad wasn't around and your mom was like dating men and wanted to prove her love or like your dad abandoned you, you know, or if your dad ab- abused your mom or some other men abused your mom and she would apologize or something, you know, you would, you're going to see that experience and like, mm-hmm. oh, like I have to make sure that I'm, you know, this way to be lovable and mm-hmm. I don't want no one to leave me and stuff, you know, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self love, ladies, and fuck these niggas. Right, and of course that goes vice versa for the men's that mm-hmm. don't know their men. value. Same for men because I see it with men too. Like men be getting played by these girls, pushed around, shoved, pushed around, mm-hmm. thrown to the ground. Yes, pushed oh, around and shoved. Oh lord, yes. <laughs> no. love yourselves, okay? Self love yes. is the best love. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, don't let nobody play with you. <laughs> really don't really don't please i'm working on this to create some healthy boundaries for every relationship that you're in it's so important to recognize what you need to bound the fuck up anyway for, for yes, one yes. and i think even starting with like a am i fulfilled or do, do i feel respected but am i fulfilled in this relationship do i feel like i can be my myself can i feel safe and supported here am i gonna be played with like point blank period am i gonna be played with you over here playing with me or are you not doing this thing that i've already expressed either you have or haven't but already expressed that this isn't okay or you know this doesn't make me feel this way or whatever like if they're just completely just doing whatever the fuck they want to do or simply disrespecting you, then you need to ask yourself, are you really fulfilled here to keep going? Right. And if it's something that can be remedied, then of course do that. Like everything don't need to be cut off, you know, completely cut off, but you need to cut off their opportunities of doing what it is that, you yeah. know, hurts you, uh-huh. disappoints you, you know, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-mm. Let them go. 
Let him go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else? What else? I'm. We've talked a lot of, about a lot of different things. Um, is there something you would like to share? You would like to talk about more with hypnotherapy? Yes, yes. So, I know I've been talking a lot about the subconscious mind and, you know, and how we store these memories and things. And so, hypnotherapy is a, a healing modality that utilizes um, the hypnotic state, hypnosis, mm -hmm. in order to access the subconscious mind, in order to shift your emotions and your beliefs around those memories that you have and when I say it utilizes hypnosis um, I mean that hypnosis is a natural state that we go in and out of some few, several times throughout the day even and it's really just like being in a very focused relaxed concentration mm. state of mind some examples of when we go into this hypnosis state this trance state is like when you are watching a movie and you get really engrossed in the movie and you don't notice what's happening around you anymore like you're just looking at the picture and you start feeling like you're there mm -hmm. you start feeling like emotionally pulled and tied mm -hmm. to like the characters and what's happening you, you're screaming at the screen you know you're actually in a hypnosis state because you're you're in like a focused concentration and you're forgetting what's happening around you. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking with like your conscious mind anymore. It's like your subconscious mind and your own um, memories and experience and feelings being connected to what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Creating those emotional pulls. It's mm -hmm. like why you can watch a movie and cry or watch a scary movie and scream and stuff. I'm a crybaby too. Um, and, or, you know, another example is like when you're driving your car and like you are driving and suddenly like you get to your destination and you're like, wait mm -hmm. who was driving a car or maybe even you mix your exit because you were thinking about something you were in a, yeah you were like in a hypnosis stage just your brain waves slowed down to a theta wave state and during that state you um you're in you're just kind of fixated on something and and concentrated in, in your and now like your critical faculty is not um active and you're just kind of flowing in this like feeling imagination mind mm -hmm. and so through hypnotherapy we're utilizing this state so utilizing and there's different ways to utilize it but like for example like i use what's called a progressive relaxation induction and basically it's like just taking you through like almost similar to like in meditation like a body scan of like helping you relax your body but bringing a, a lot of imagery into it to relax you, focusing your mind, relax you, and feeding you a lot of information, a lot of imagery, mm -hmm. and it's going to ca cause your conscious mind to turn off, the critical faculty to turn off, and then we can get to the subconscious mind to speak directly to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really useful for when you're wanting to create behavior changes because during this, this therapy session, we're able to figure out what's the behavior and then also get to the root cause of where this belief that's influencing this behavior comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the emotions and the feelings, the experiences, you know, the senses, what's tied to it, and then shift it, mm -hmm. you know, and create a new one through what's called suggestions. Mm -hmm. and, so, and hypnotic suggestions are just statements that I'll use to help you create 
the pictures to help you create those um, feelings and those emotions. And they're based off of your own thoughts and how you perceive things. So like I ask a lot of questions. You want to know like, okay, what do you see? What do you feel? How does that make you feel? Or what would, you know, I'm going to ask so, so that I can get your exact words because your brain is, is only going to be able to receive language that it, it can really respond to, what it can associate to. So, mm-hmm. and that's based off of your own internal representation system of how you see the world. You know, we can both, me and you can see um, the same stimuli, but perceive it in a completely different way so true. because mm-hmm. um, projection is perception. And so, but based off of my life experiences and what I, you know, what's created my beliefs and what's your life experiences and what created your belief, we can see the same thing or be in the same space or go through the same thing, experience and completely have a different perspective on mm-hmm. it. And we'll, and we'll express it in words in a different way too. And mm-hmm. so using those words with to to give you the suggestions so you can create those emotional responses and then shift and shift your belief around it. So it's a very transformative um therapeutic modality and that's pretty much how it works. It's pretty simple but I really love it. Okay, I'm glad you love it. Yeah. I'm curious about how it ends. Like how do you get out of the hypnosis? Um, I bring you back into the room and so just like how I got you in I just bring you back in and uh, a big misconception that people think about hypnotherapy is that you're going to be unconscious. Mm -hmm. You're not unconscious. You're actually very conscious. Mm -hmm. You're just not, you're just focused on what I'm telling you to focus on. And, and I'm, and so you'll be able to respond. Like I'll ask questions like do this, do this, you know, you'll be able to respond back to me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you'll hear everything I'm saying. And then when I am ready to bring you out, I simply would just say, okay, in a moment, I'm going to bring you back into the room, back to wakeful awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll count it down like, okay, five, bring you back into the room, two, four, you know, feeling the feeling in your toes, you know, and then you'll, you'll be able to respond Mm because I'm, you're still in the hypnotic state. I'm giving the suggestions like, um, with your toes, take a big stretch, open your eyes. You know, and then you'll be back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, um, but have you experienced anyone who's been um, kind of slow to, um, I guess, not relinquishing control. I was going to say to use a different word a second ago. I lost it. But um, with being able to, fuck. Slow to, like, respond to the suggestions? Like, or um, being to resistant being to... Resistant? to uh, yeah, suggestions. I have I have experienced that, and and I just try to take my time mm-hmm. with them and not speed past it, and just keep giving new suggestions. Like maybe, um, and it's a and it's a learning because going into a trans state is a learning lesson for me and you. Right. You know, every time when you're in the trans and at each level of the trans, you're learning and allowing yourself to relax more. You're learning more and more about, you know, your your own internal resistance. And, and then it's a learning for me because I, I'm looking at you and I can tell by looking at you and like your um, responses from your body mm-hmm. of like if, if it's, if mm-hmm. it's um, affecting you in any way, you know. So I can tell like, you know, from your the muscles in your face and your 
moving in your arms or your shoulders like if you're receiving the messages and maybe if and if you're not receiving it i might be not be saying the right things i have to say something different or say it in a different way mm -hmm. for it to click for you so i just have to take my time and and just keep making the suggestion it to help you break through it you know mm -hmm. and keep suggesting to you that you're safe even too because some people are still fighting with their critical faculty wanting mm -hmm. to make sure they're safe and so right. just changing my wording and you know um so that you can feel safe and, and eventually like let go mm -hmm. so what i'm hearing is that kira's got y'all <laughs> she's got y'all she's gonna be patient yes you know if you have resistance going into it that's okay. We encourage you not to have that or to work through not having resistance. Get yourself in your, whatever gets you most relaxed, you know, try to do that, I guess, before you yeah. come or that day or the night before you plan your session. Yeah. So that is, you know, a little bit more easeful for you. So that you're not judging yourself too, because I would imagine, even for myself, I'll probably be like judging myself for whatever reason, like, damn, I can't even get into the place that she's telling me to go. Like, why am I not going? Yeah. And it's like, no, girl, you're fighting against. You're you're just fighting against it, and, and 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 it's new too. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if it's your first time, like it's a new experience. Yes. Um, you're still skeptical. Mm -hmm. You don't know what I'm gonna say to you, mm -hmm. like. I understand and, you know, give yourself grace and compassion in that, but, but you're here and mm -hmm. you're curious, allow your curiosity to guide you, yeah. you know, because, and, and trust yourself, you know, I always reassure everyone, like, know that this is not mind control at all, mm -hmm. literally everything I'm saying to you, we're having a conversation like girlfriends, you're just telling me your life mm -hmm. story and I'm talking to you. And even sharing parts of my life that's resonating with you, you know, that's how I can build rapport with you. Because mm -hmm. I'm an open book. I'm going to tell you, oh, yeah, God experienced that too, you mm -hmm. know, but I found this and this and this, mm -hmm. and I shifted in this way. Mm. You know, and then, and then during the actual hypnosis part, you know, you just allow yourself to be okay and be open to allowing yourself to relax. That's really all you have to focus on is mm -hmm. learning how to relax, mm -hmm. you know, and learning how to soften. And well, that's a whole other topic then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Especially with, you know, black women or melanin, mm -hmm. melanin women. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is so beautiful. Thanks. I'm so glad to know a hypnotherapist. Yeah. And like I said, she does a lot of things, all the things. Is there anything else? <laughs> the face, guys. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share? Anything that you would like to share before we log um, off? You know, I do have a lot going on. Um, I will just share for now that I do have my um, sessions that you can book with me. Right now I have one-on-one sessions if you would like to work with me longer we can do um a longer commitment mm -hmm. just reach out to me you can find me on instagram my personal page is at kiera allegra underscore k-i-e-r-a-l-e-g-r-a -E -E underscore mm -hmm. my business page is brown guys magic we're building the page okay? <laughs> and i and i am rebuilding my website but my website is brownguysmagic.com and soon I will be releasing some digital um, offerings, like digital 
meditations and hypnotherapy audios. You know, I have a group coaching program coming out and events in the Houston area. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, mm-hmm. just follow me and just be in the loop. Stay tuned yes. and come on the, the journey. Yes. Okay, we're on the journey. We are on the Brown Goddess Magic School Bus, and we're ready to go. <laughs> that just made me think of the Magic School Bus. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so. right. I was thinking about Mrs. Frizzle the other day. She was she was great. She, she was, was a great woman. She was a teacher. She was fashionable. She was herself. She really was. That is the, the model. The kids loved her too. We loved Mrs. Frizzle. We went inside the nervous system. You know, we just went so many places. You know, I, that show taught me so much. Uh, yeah, we need educational. I don't know what the, the kids' shows are looking like these days or what level of education they're reaching because that was top-tier education in the show. It really was. And the animation, like, it wasn't no rinky-dink show. Yeah. And before we go, I actually was meant to talk about this other animated movie, <laughs> Inside Out. If you have not watched Inside Out yet, I don't even know when that was out. Probably, like, 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a movie about the emotional regulation of this child's brain. And so her her emotions all have a character and they're, you know, showing the inside scoop of how she's processing life and how she manages it on like a emotional level. And like the role they play, like they literally are controlling her, but they're her emotions. So it's just a really good animated movie. It's on Disney, I believe. So like stars, I believe, too, but so good and it's applicable to this whole conversation. So if you want to, um, well, once you get here now, you'll have to have watched it after this. But you know, watch it nonetheless. It's a great movie, great for kids and adults. It hits so many points and so many levels, and it's hilarious. So do that, and um, thank you for being here, Kiara. Thank, thank you for you. your time. This is great. It's a great so intro. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And um, I'll talk with you more at another time. Yeah, like right okay. after this. Right, right after. Okay, y'all. So logging out. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of a loom. So happy for Kira to be my first, uh, what do you call this, uh, interview in season two. Yeah.